0: Hello.
1: Hello. Happy Saturday.
0: Happy Saturday.
1: Not that it truly matters what day it is. Every day is Saturday.
0: I know. (laughs) I was on the phone with my friend last night and she was like, it's Friday. Why are you going to bed at 10 o'clock? And I was like, does it even matter that it's Friday?
1: that sounds heavenly actually exactly. like, I like to just wake up at 7 a.m and go to bed at 10 p.m for the rest of this time just to make things go
0: by faster <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've been doing it's great <laughs> oh
1: man yeah I just it's, it's amazing how much of my day I waste and this isn't really even like indicative of the pandemic this is just me in general but like <laughs> <laughs> it's really under a microscope since like I have to waste my time these days like
0: <laughs> yeah uh i wish i could just be wasting my time
1: oh yeah you're a student i'm a student of life so
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm not ready to not be a student to be honest
1: you're not doing like summer stuff are you
0: no i mean i'm considering it just so i can get this shit over with quicker but who knows
1: yeah, it could be a good. Well, no, I don't know if it'd be a good summer for it. You're going to want to try and enjoy yourself.
0: Yeah, the, like, I like, honestly, I want to go out and do stuff, especially if I want to be vaccinated.
1: <laughs> yeah. And like the winter, especially like Boston winter, like it's just too many months cooped up to then go into like another school season.
0: Yeah. And I did that for like two year, two and a half years in undergrad. So mm-hmm. I'm good, love. Thank you.
1: Yeah, hey, mm-hmm. let your hair down. <laughs> i will it. <laughs> oh, same same well keeping your box braids in for like a month longer than they're supposed to be in i will have no scalp soon it's just gonna be raw bro <laughs> 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 the black hair struggle is very real i feel like there should have been some think piece on this but i haven't found it like <laughs> i need my stylist i that's essential
0: <laughs> and, and that's all shut down
1: uh yeah it would be if you go to an uh, sh- go to like a shop but I don't go to a shop because that's where like dreams go to die to sit, <laughs> to sit in a braiding salon for like six hours man no <laughs> it's bad but yeah no my lady just comes to the crib which is pretty cool so it's probably okay. not a you know um but yeah that's my whole like that's my whole doctor my therapist
0: everything
1: <laughs> necessary oh man
0: anyways so have you been watching anything good lately
1: i definitely have been watching the opposite of good right (laughs) like it's been so sad i watch there's this show called married at first married at first sight australia and it's like love is blind except for like they start with getting married like they go to the they meet at this altar And they're definitely not really married, but, like, the show makes you, like, is trying to tell you that they are. Yeah. But they're they're definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) And it's this whole thing. It's a very repetitive show. Most of the episodes are just, like, recaps. It's very long and very terrible and I just put it on to like numb my brain all week <laughs> and I really regret it because it's such a bad piece of television. It's not even good reality TV. There's there's usually one or two characters that are good and then everyone else is really boring but it, somehow it keeps you in there because there's like this one toxic character that you want to see get their comeuppance.
0: Yeah okay I love. Maybe I'll check it out. I know there's like a US version so maybe I'll check it out. You know I love garbage reality television.
1: Well, I also saw this one reality show called Temptation Island, which is just like Casa Amor every episode. Oh so, my god,
0: shut up.
1: Which is like everything that you want. Yeah, it's people yeah. that are already in relationships being put in like a Love Island experience to sort of test their relationship, which is so oh toxic. God. I don't know why you're allowed to do these things to people. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean like influencers that go on to this like or like you know aspiring model type people but like sometimes there's real people in there
0: yeah that's like insane I don't know Casa More is always like my favorite part of Love Island like each each yeah. and every season so I, I feel like that would be like amazing to watch
1: of course just to shake it all up but it's yeah. incredibly problematic
0: <laughs> yeah I mean I feel like a lot of like the majority of reality television is but isn't that like kind of why we love it
1: yeah 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 but i mean i i I won't be doing this anymore. I'm gonna try and either read or <laughs> do something better. I read Where the Crawdads sing, um which I have
0: that read? on my shelf
1: yeah, I feel like it's like it's either you love it or you hate it. it just depends okay. there's like a there's like a mammy character in that book, which I don't care for, but I'm sure oh. I'm sure Octavia Spencer is like ready ready for the option. So Well, they're
0: doing it, right? They're doing a show or a movie or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got the your the one from uh
0: Normal, Normal People.
1: People. Daisy, I think.
0: Yeah, Daisy Edgar-Jones, who was just nominated for a Golden Globe.
1: Yeah, and Michaela Cole wasn't really Yeah,
0: ready. I know. I was that's how that's how that was going to be my segue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Please. Okay, so one thing about this past summer when I May Destroy You came out, which Okay, so everybody listening, we're talking about "I May Destroy You" today. Like I felt because they both came out on the BBC in the UK, normal people, and "I May Destroy You." So you're either an "I May Destroy You" girl or a normal people girl. <laughs> and I'm friends with all these whites, so you can you can imagine what they <laughs> what can't <candidates> say. <laughs> So I know I don't really know too many people who watched both of them. They watched one or the other. They came out around the same time in the summer and there was a lot going on. And yeah, it was like a big staple on my summer was sitting and watching the show. Because at the same time, I was like, I was going to Black Lives Matter protests. There was all this shit going on online and it was really traumatizing. And I read Queenie by another uh, Black British author, um, Candy Carter. Candace Cardi Williams. I can't say that three times fast. Um, <laughs> and so like, yeah, like Black British experiences and those stories were like a big part of my summer. Um, and it just came out of nowhere, you know, it came just in like a hurricane. And I was like, whoa, there's so much, there's so much to take in, so much to learn. It was was really interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I knew about I May Destroy You, but I... I watched normal people last summer and I had heard what about what norm or what I made sure you was about and mm-hmm. considering like the events of last year I wasn't super ready to uh watch it in relation to the yeah. like sexual assault topic so it was just like I was Absolutely. like, let me, let me just be in my bubble with normal people.
1: <laughs> oh, understandable. Like, yeah, you got to have, you've got to take the soft with the hard. You know what I mean? I mean, it's so, it's very triggering, um, which, I mean, it's ambitious to put something out like this because for so many people, like it would be such a painful experience because like it really captures not necessarily what what, what happens, you know what I mean? Like, you don't really know exactly what happens, but it, it it just, she explores how things feel. And that's the same thing she did. Chewing gum. Chewing gum was a little bit of like a peppier kind of comedy. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, but at the same time, like the way that they're doing stuff in that show, the way that they're physical, the way that they're kind of gross, like it show it shows what it feels like to be in in this environment, or what it feels like to be in the environment, not necessarily what it is like, because you can't really portray that on a TV show.
0: Yeah, and I almost I regret not watching it sooner because it was. I mean, I had seen. The first episode prior to me watching the entire thing for this this little episode that we're doing and then yeah. I I ran through it all yesterday again I started it over from the beginning ran through it all except the last episode which I just watched yeah. this morning and mm. I mean it was extremely cathartic in a way and <laughs> um I don't know it, just, it was I regret not watching it sooner I mean obviously Michaela Cole's a genius I love chewing gum and yeah. yeah I mean it's just so good
1: it's so good it's a completely different animal from chewing gum like I I had actually seen a couple of episodes like years back when it would have come out like 2016 time yeah um and I it was before I'd ever been to Britain and for me like there's so many shows that I watched or tried to watch before I came to the UK that were like UK shows that I just did not specifically get like, just for me, I had, I didn't understand what was going on, because there's, the shows aren't, even though they go to a wider audience in the U.S., like, there's, the show's not for a U.S. audience, and that's, you know, that's, it's, it's authentic in that way. I didn't understand what was going on at these council flats and the off-license where she worked, like, I didn't get it, yeah. and, um, but then, watching it again, having lived here for a while, I was like, okay, <laughs> I know exactly what's going on here, <laughs> um but yeah we we watched that again and I was just obsessed with her all summer reading her vulture article I think I've read it like three times just because I want to get inside her mind and have a look around and enjoy the furniture like oh
0: yeah yeah I just I just finished that article too right before Mm. we we uh we recording this and I just I'm just I'm excited to see what she does next you know what I mean like which I don't know (laughs) what she has in the works but
1: yeah. She seems to write, like, well, she seems to so far have written about things very close to home and through her own experiences, like fictionalizing her own experiences. Yeah. I'm so, sure. yeah. I mean, it, it'll be interesting. I'm interested in to see what a lot of people do after having, like, lived 2020. You know what I mean? Like, there has to be a whole bunch of different demons sort of <laughs> scattering around in your mind, like, how can I explore this? How can yeah, I, like, yeah. life? keep like make like invent a world that is full again like um it'll be interesting to see how like a lot of creators like change and she's going to be one of them for sure
0: yeah definitely
1: Mm. but let's talk about um let's talk about like the different characters before we just talk like about the episode specifically and like i think the most thing we really should talk about is like that ending because that's the that's the one (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, so, like, who are your favorite performances and stuff?
0: Um, well, I mean, like, so obviously, you know, Michaela Cole is great. Um, mm-hmm. and I think what I love so much about the first episode and, and we get introduced to all of these people so rapidly and we're sort of dropped in, like, almost, like, in media res, like, in, in Arabella's life. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I really... I think the thing I appreciated most about the show was, you know, there's no, I mean, like, there's no good and bad people besides obviously, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think even the people closest to Arabella, like Terry and Kwame and and all of them, they all do sort of questionable, sketchy things. And so it's like, there's, there's like this, like, I really liked how it was like sort of like this in, like indictment of like, you know, like nobody is like fucking perfect. And, you know, I yeah. loved Kwame's journey, obviously. And then um, Theo was really interesting to me, but I also like a hard nut yes. to crack as well. Um, and then I liked Biagio at first and then he turned into the biggest dick ever.
1: I thought Biagio was weird from the absolute jump. I was like, really weird. Yeah, I don't know if it's the way that the way in which he picked up the blood clot. I don't know if that was what was weird.
0: That was weird. Yeah. Um.
1: I mean, like, you don't have to be like, oh, like we don't want to see that. That's, but like, he was like, it's soft. Oh, it was weird. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that was like, I was like, oh, like how intimate, and then he turned into an asshole, and I'm like reflecting on that moment, and I'm like, what a creep.
1: Yeah, 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 I think I don't really know what to to take of that character interestingly like even on a second watch I was like let me get an opinion about him that is like nuanced and it didn't really come like he kind of just seems like quite a large criminal um, and that was really the only <laughs> that's really the only thing I took from it like you know a, a seemingly nice criminal but uh, well, and then
0: he, yeah and then he you know she flies out to uh, Italy to surprise him and he locks her out and then pulls a gun on her and you're like what the fuck I mean like she is angry and banging on the door but still like that was just that that pissed me off and it was just like I don't yeah. know what I- a dick.
1: oh my god there was something about that like Flying to another country to like see, like, basically a hookup and then rejecting you. Like, I was feeling that pretty deep. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, sis. It's absolutely rotten. But no, didn't have a gun pulled on me. Very thankful. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> could have done, to be honest. <laughs> he was I just knew- kind of a stranger, you know?
0: Yeah. I knew what's his face, Simon. He was sketched from the jump. Did not like him, hated him. I was really upset. That was like, honestly, one of the only problems I had with the show is that we didn't really revisit his relationship with Kat and what was going on with him, Kat and Alyssa. That's a
1: whole other show, though. That's a whole another
0: it, show <laughs> I mean it truly is but I just that thread was dropped so quickly and that ending of the second episode when Kat shows up at Alyssa's door and is and Alyssa's like I'm too tired for this shit and slams the door <laughs> in her face I was like no I need to know like what happens," and then we just never find out and that was one of the only problems I had I was like okay like I really wanted that thread to be picked back up or at least like mentioned again, because Simon obviously comes back into the picture a few times and he never even mentions it. And I was like, OK,
1: well, he insinuates that like because she she's going around and she's try- she went to his workplace to try and return his jumper. And then he was like, I assume you've seen Kat then. And he was like said something like I mean it's it's kind of clear that like he has both quit his job and quit this woman. Yeah. Like it's it's you're like they have broken up and maybe that was really the end of the story. But um, yeah, I think it I think it just served as another way to show like a sketchy like sort of sexual experience. The fact that he and his mistress he like set up his mistress to like meet his partner and she didn't know do you know what i mean like yeah. there's always there's always in all of in all of the relationships that are going on even between friends sometimes and i may destroy you there's somebody that doesn't know as much as they should know do you know what i mean like they're That's not I mean. fully they're they're kind of living two different experiences and you know obviously you see it play out completely wrong every time And so that was kind of the first things where you're like, yeah, that was horrible of that character to do. And so you then suspect that he could be capable of all sorts of things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) So much to the show.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I don't even know really where to start. I mean, there's my favorite character arcs. I think I mean, I think at first it was it was kind of just the relationship of Arabella and Terry. Like on paper, it's kind of like sweet, mainly because they've been friends since they were children. Like Terry knows what's going on in Arabella's family. She's like, she's a full friend in every sense of the way. Like she's not brand new or anything, but at the same time, like there are parts where you wonder whether she needs like Arabella, if there's some part of her that's taking advantage of the fact that she needs to be looked after but I think it's hard to see it as genuine whenever you have like the social media and like Terry plugging her her stuff into all of Arabella's crazy social media and all you know like yeah. that was that was really interesting to look at because like one episode you're like yeah this is friendship goals one hundo um, and then the next episode you're not sure if you know, if if it's really as perfect as it seems. And I loved how it wrapped up. Like, it's like, yeah, you do question the friendship, but they are friends. And that was cool.
0: Yeah, there's like a genuine like relationship at the core there. And And that's what I love about, I think I love about this show is like, you know, even amongst the people that do love each other, it's like nothing is like perfect. Everybody is yeah. fucking up and sort of, like, fumbling around, like, doing whatever. And I think it's, like, you know, it's it's sort of, like, a, a recurring undercurrent of, like, you know, systemic failures on, like, multiple levels about, like, how do we, like, navigate these relationships and these experiences and all of these things without the proper tools. You know what I mean? And, like, I think that's what I loved so much about how I May Destroy You shows all of these sort of different, experiences with assault and and rape and you know harassment and stuff like that and because we and like how for example when Arabella sleeps with uh her felt that fellow author Zane and she doesn't even realize at first that him taking off the condom is assault and you know I I think that was one of the most interesting things is like you know without proper education around intimacy and sex and consent you know we're all sort of like fumbling in the dark trying to figure out like what the fuck is right and what the fuck is wrong you know and there's I mean there's clearly people who know what they're doing is wrong but I mean like with Arabella's instance she didn't realize that him taking off the condom and then gaslighting her was like a problem until she read about it somewhere else
1: yeah yeah because it's like you do because you consented to sex but you consented to you didn't consent to that that sex you know what I mean like it's yeah oh, so awful. but i mean that's i think whenever i was reading critiques like no i didn't read anything that flat out said that they didn't care for the show like everybody really respected the show um, because it was extremely ambitious but i think a lot of people were confused on the you know semi redemption arcs of certain characters like theo like even zane a bit and you know eventually you know the the rapists like all you know you're yeah everyone's it's not that they're forgiven but we're not they, they they're not making it easy on us to be like this person's a bad person you know us against them like they're they're not letting you do that and it's it's so interesting the way that it makes you feel
0: yeah i mean that's what i think too is like i don't i wouldn't even necessarily call them redemption arcs so much as i would call like It Mm. may be, you know, Michaela Cole exploring sort of the motivation or the source for that behavior, you know, Mm. and sort of like those underlying things. Because as far Mm. as like, you know, Theo, for example, is like one big example, like, you know, she was taught to lie to get what she wanted from a very young age. And, you know, Mm. it's not really explicitly made clear that she, you know is lying because of the race factor. But obviously that's like a huge implication there too, because whenever a white woman accuses a black man of something like that, you know, there's all of these other societal implications there, but then yeah. we, then we're shown that, you know, she was told, told when she was seven years old to lie about her father sexually abusing her. And so it's like these undercurrents of like, well, these foundations of like motivation and mm. where this type of behavior comes from and how learning these things can result in even, more terrible things happening with more layers, I guess. That's kind of how I saw it.
1: I mean, that was just... The the one where they're back in school, that was just, like, such an award-winning fucking, like, piece of writing like because I mean whenever she's having whenever she is with the boy and they're alone and he pulls out his phone and they make this sort of deal and they're just kids they're just really young and, and just stupid like you everything just feels so sad and yeah. so real like that's the kind of stuff that does happen to kids and obviously it stays with you you know, it stays with you and and you might have completely, you should have completely changed. Like you have a different personality, but because it's a TV show that's like half an hour, you do kind of question, you're gonna be questioning and not trusting the Theo character all the way through. And then, you know, the revelation about the happy animals thing. Like I, I found myself thinking that like, she's someone that you just can't, you couldn't necessarily completely trust. But, like, you could trust her to be a down-ass bitch. Like, she knows where to hide the body. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was kind of, I was almost like, you know, I'd keep Theo in my phone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think from from the, the school thing, it almost seemed like she didn't realize that pictures have been taken of her before. But then she mm-hmm. pretended that it was some sort of financial transaction.
1: Yeah, I... I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember that one so well. Cause that's one of the ones that I found that episode actually particularly triggering. So I have seen it, but I didn't rewatch yeah. it in the past time. Um, and the reason I found it find it particularly tri- triggering is because to remember how it feels to be in these odd situations with boys when you're a kid and how like you do things that you don't necessarily want to do, but you think you want to do. And all of that it's it's incredibly emotional, incredibly triggering. But when, the first time I saw it, I thought like, yeah, this is absolutely perfect. I don't think she she I don't think that kids can really be that accountable, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so I think that was really the big part of it. Like when they both kind of apo- like she apologized to her at the party for um for Terry's birthday. I and she said like that she was horrible, and Terry said no, you weren't like that was like yeah that was really perfect I thought that was nice
0: yeah yeah and I think I don't know that episode I think was one of one of the more complicated ones right up there with um, Kwame's story later in the season
1: oh absolutely absolutely and that
0: one that one was sort of like that one I don't know that one like was like wow like I didn't I I still I'm trying to like parse through it and wrap my head around and that and stuff like that
1: I'd say his character really had like the most going on I suppose outside of Arabella like he he had a but like he was going like going from one thing to another and like the the incident with the man obviously that was really horrible to watch, really horrible to watch. And then you see what he does after and then you, you know, like the girl, like trying to sleep, not trying to sleep, with the girl, like going and hooking up with the girl because he feels like he's sort of gone off men. Yeah, I don't know. And then the altercation on Halloween, like what did you think about how they were all treating each other at that moment?
0: I mean, it was just... I I mean, it was so, it was so layered, you know, and I think Uh, Arabella was so, with the whole social, the whole theme of that episode was her being like wrapped up in this like social media persona and sort of like projecting a lot of this like anger on social media and this, and these feelings onto uh, Kwame and Terry. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I think, I wish, almost wish it had gone deeper into a conversation about Kwame's experience with um that woman who I am like, like
1: I think <laughs> Nullifer,
0: yeah okay I was like that's such a weird name but <laughs> no offense to anybody listening named Nullifer but um <laughs> <laughs> and you know I think that was like a really interesting thing that I wish Arabella and Kwame had explored more directly because they were kind of dancing around the situation and and Arabella was sort of being a absolutist about it you know mm-hmm. because there was a moment during Kwame's interaction with Nullifer where he says you know sexuality is a spectrum and like you know mm-hmm. do we have a responsibility to tell people about our past partners like that and was her reaction fueled more by you know, feeling actually deceived and hurt by Kwame being gay, or was it fueled by these sort of homophobic undertones that I think were made pretty clear when she was okay with using the word fag, you know, yeah. and cigarettes
1: about, fags, though.
0: Yeah, and then talking about, oh, I can't even call a cigarette a fag without a gay person having a seizure. <laughs> and, <laughs> and sort oh of God. like <laughs> You could. <laughs> yeah, fired. and and, like, you know, I think her reaction was definitely more, to me anyway, entrenched in homophobia more than anything. And, you know, I don't know. I think... She's I'm, a little bra. Yeah. And then her whole substitute for the N-word using... What was it? Ninja or something when she was, like, rapping or something.
1: Yeah, I think so. Oh, it was so uh,
0: cringe. And she was like, "Well, I have black friends. Why would I say it?" And it's like, and the I'm implication
1: kind of to edge. I like
0: black guys. <laughs> I know, and then the implication being there that she like doesn't have gay friends. She, you know what I mean? Because she was like, "Why would I say that?" But I can totally say "fag" and like all this stuff. I don't know. That was something I wish you know. Obviously, maybe in an hour-long drama, they could have explored more. But you know, it was. Uh...
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not nice whenever you find out that you've sort of been experimented on, uh, can say that that from personal experience, but you kind of have to shrug it off. And even when you really like the person and you may have envisioned a, a different future with them, like it's just dating. You know what I mean? It sucks. It's a war zone. Sometimes you get burnt, but like, you can't really like you can't, if you can't just go then and like try and make them feel really bad, which is what she, what ended up happening with her. Like she's sending him like hateful text messages and stuff. It's like, what do you expect to happen apart from you just getting blocked? Like you just need to look more, you need to be more introspective, which is really, which is really what the show is, is about, asking people to not just look out, but to look in. And, um, I think she says that in the, the Vulture article. And I was like, you know, yeah, that's the only way to really digest this content because we're very polarized as a society. And so like, it's hard to, to digest all of this stuff and it's hard to do it when you're watching a TV. It must be even harder to have to, what if these, what if these sort of situations come into your real life, which they very well could and well
0: yeah and I, yeah that was like i don't know just an interesting moment i guess for me <laughs>
1: so many interesting moments i mean i found i found um another episode trying to under trying to like come to terms with the climate change stuff was another thing that i was like well damn i didn't know i was gonna be thinking about climate change up in this show <laughs> about how i feel about it but it was like the first time that i was like I I guess because I hang out in such an echo chamber I was like yeah let's let's talk about it let's do this (laughs) I could have I could have listened to that like if the party was a real party I would have gone to it and sat in a corner and wanting to listen and hang on every word just because it's like it is it is really isolating like to basically just be brought in as like a diversity hire and everything else it's just oh it was just chef's kiss I can't even I can't even speak
0: (laughs) yeah and I mean like I don't know like that the guy at the party like made some really good points because you know I think yeah obviously for Britain specifically and much of the like you know the white world there's a long history of colonialism and imposing climate restrictions on developing nations is in some ways, another form of colonialism and, 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 and part of that complicated history. And, you know, and obviously with Theo's revelation that, you know, I brought, she brought Arabella in as a diversity hire for happy animals was just like icing on top of the cake for all of that. And that was, you know, just another one of those threads in the show that was so unexpected Yeah, and you know but like when you look back on the beginning it is it's weaved in there so well because Mm -hmm. from the beginning we're getting glimpses of um Arabella and friends like watching these news reports and things like that about like instances where I guess you know like climate change is affecting developing nations and things like that and so and then Mm -hmm. it comes to that culmination with this happy animals episode and you know I thought god Michaela's a fucking genius like (laughs)
1: Genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was lots of shots of Ghana. Um I just I mean, I think just is just all of that wraps up in just such a beautiful way, just about like millennial culture in general. Like they didn't it wasn't important to the company what her beliefs are or what she does like they are selling a product and they just want people with like a bunch of followers on instagram and that's how things work now even whenever terry was trying to get a bag trying to get a job she had to say how many instagram followers she has for her to be cast in something like it's this strange new currency and i think we've been doing this like as a generation for most of our lives now you know what i mean like we've been doing some form of social media for most of our lives, and we're now getting to an age where we would start to question it more than when we were fifteen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I hate social media. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't post a lot. I don't, you know. I mean, I lurk and I definitely read because you know I get a lot of my news and and things like that from there. But I, yeah. I don't, I don't really post. I don't, and like I, I don't know. I find myself like you know, making, like, resolutions, like, oh, my God, like, I need to post on social media more, blah, 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 but then I'm like, wait, (laughs) why? Like, what does it even matter?
1: I don't think so. I think that I probably, like, have and will continue to really post the same, but I used to be incredibly personal online, and I didn't really know this sort of damage that it was actually doing to me because nobody really told me and I don't really know what people said behind my back they probably made fun of it a bit but I just thought that whatever you're going through you need to put it out in some way you need to speak on it you need to have a you know you need to have a statement you need to express yourself basic you know just online and so yeah, I don't know. Like, I look back on things that I would have done on like Zanga in MySpace, <laughs> and it was just a free for all. Like, any thought that I had, I would put it out, and now I'm like, oh, I would just never, never do that. I don't know who would have seen the stuff that I said, but um, I think a lot of people were like that. Like, they don't, they they don't really recognize the way that they used to act online, and maybe now they're changing.
0: Yeah, and I mean, well, we also grew up at like a re- grew up at like a really weird moment where it was like we grew up with the like growth of social media so it was like we were still trying to figure out like what the fuck is this even for you know what I mean and how how do we use this and like you know what's the best way to use this and so I think that's what's really interesting to me is like you know we grew up with this idea where it's like okay to overshare and like, you know, we're encouraged to share every bit of our lives, but also like we're curating our lives to show off these like specific sort of moments and look how happy I am and look how awesome I am and how much fun I'm having. And -hmm. then how much, you
1: know, is really, really a thing at the minute, especially since no one's really doing anything. It's like, look how much I know, look how much I'm learning. Look how perfect, like I am becoming perfect you yeah. know what i mean it's like that's what that's one of the things that during the black lives matter that was like really doing my head in because i was like you guys know that this isn't this isn't real life this is not engaging in a community this is like just your mates like you know what i mean yeah. just like sharing like i mean it's 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 just hard to it's hard it was hard to tolerate but then you it's it's you know it's just this perfect sort of michaela cole thing where you're like oh man this is really frustrating but also like people are trying to be well-meaning like how do what does it mean for me to judge people trying you know like it's just it's just difficult
0: (laughs) yeah well and that's the thing too is like you know with like you were saying about the protests last summer and things like that it becomes an echo chamber and that was something that I was like thinking about and have continued to think about is like you know in posting like all of these things like it's not like people like us you know like you know who aren't don't have these large audiences that like reach these like you know hundreds of thousands of millions of people you know like you said we're just reaching friends and like the people that we follow and the people that follow us all pretty much agree you know and so it's like shouting into the void into this echo chamber and that's what i loved about uh, that- echo
1: chamber is freezing as Kwame said <laughs>
0: yeah and that's what I loved about like the social media episode because Arabella is co- sort of like the personification of this echo chamber where it's mm-hmm. like all of these things are like bouncing off of her and she feels the need to like you know repel it back into the ether and onto the internet but again it's just this echo back to her and like it's just this communication between groups of people who agree and want the same thing and it's like questioning like are you really reaching the audience that you want to be reaching or you know are you really making the difference that you can be making and and what does that difference even look like on fucking social media you know and like I don't know I it's just it's mind-boggling I don't know social media fucking sucks (laughs)
1: It just goes back to like the original point of that of, about being introspective um, that she talked about so much um, and having and being able to practice empathy. Like, it's hard to, whenever everyone's, like, publishing their own fucking, like, manifesto daily, do you know what I mean? <laughs> How am I supposed to empathize? So the best way is to engage with people in real life, in real situations, and then take yourself out of that, which is what she's done. And I think that's kind of the way that things are going, especially because people are, you know, people that are being policed online are just going to get off. I don't even know. But, like, most, most shows you know, kind of covered this, like what social media has done to my brain. Most shows by like, you know, millennial woman, um, yeah. you know, like girls and everything. And just, um that's kind of earlier, like 2010 days. So it's interesting to see how they <laughs> deal yeah. with it. But um yeah, I feel like it's unavoidable at this moment, like to tell your story and not ha- sort of have a narrative about how social media has like, has been a part of your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so crazy. Oh man.
0: So what was your like favorite episode all time of this? Man,
1: episode? you know, it's really hard because I, I like so many of them, but I think a quieter episode that I really liked. Let me see if I can find the actual title of it. Um, it was the one where she's seeing her family.
0: Oh, the cause, the cure.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. And I think the way that I like, the reason that I liked it is because it wasn't, oh, I don't know. I don't really don't know how to explain it, but I think it was so interesting to see more about where she comes from because it's, it's not, you know, it's not really talked about in the rest of the show. Like This is just her and her friends in London, Um, but you know, it doesn't you go down Tower Hamlets, where she's from, and you see that she's not from a cookie cutter background by any means.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and she has, and, you know, you kind of learn from her brother and just a brief thing that he says that like, Michaela forgets about stuff like she buries stuff, she puts it under her bed. Um, and you don't really figure out, figure that out about her until the very end of the show. Because it seems like she's pretty fine at expressing herself for a while. But then you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, she's got a lot of stuff going on, and she yeah, she buries it and she avoids it, and she did the same with like the relationship with her parents and what her dad was doing. You know what I mean? And like what it's what it's like to to have friends and go to school and be with a bunch of people, and then you you know your parents don't live in the same house. Are they together? Are they not together? Like I think that that um, I think in a lot of ways it sort of specifically. Uh, sort of specifically kind of resonates with a black audience because you know like just having a complicated family being from a community like living in like on a council estate and then you go out into the city and nobody really looks like you or understands like the culture that you come from and so I I really like that episode a lot
0: yeah that is a good episode I think that's like An origin story done right. You know what I mean? Like, you see these these layered sort of the source of a lot of where, how Arabella is dealing with the sexual assault and where that sort of comes from. And like you said, she puts things under the bed. She forgets about it. And that ties in perfectly to the way that she puts, in the final episode, what's his name? David, her rapist's body, under the bed.
1: Yeah. You know, out of sight yeah, like you, it's, it's, a, it's one of the quieter episodes, but like you need it to be a part of this pull, um, you know, to, to get you through to the end. So, I mean, should we talk about that finale or?
0: Yeah. Are we ready? Let's <laughs> little, let's get
1: it. <laughs> well, before did you, when you first, when you were seeing the first sequence of the show, because it's three different scenarios, you, you learn to find out, did you actually think it was real?
0: um Um, I mean I'm gullible as fuck so yeah (laughs) I was like yes I was like holy shit but then I I thought it was real up until um they really started like beating on him and then I was like okay like I think and that's when I sort of realized I was like wait a second like this I think is more manifest manifestation of a certain desire within Arabella but Arabella as a character does not read as somebody who would sort of do that, I don't think, ultimately. It's murder. Yeah. I mean, I Thea think Theo yeah. would have done oh, that. Theo, hell yeah, Theo was Theo was like, I've already got shovels in my trunk. Let's go. I have got a perfect place we can bury this body. Like Theo was ready to go. Um, but no, I do think, you know, part of me believed it because, like, honestly, part of me thinks that Arabella, yeah, like she would have wanted to do that, but then ultimately, like, I realized through that sequence, I was like, no, like ultimately that's not the kind of person that Arabella is. You know what I mean? Like, we all have like that desire to do that, but I don't think Michaela Cole would have written that for her, you know what I mean? (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> I did love when they were following him, and they're like, "Are you sure he spiked? And they're like, "How do you, how do you know? Did you did, how do you know you did it?" It's like, "Because he can't hear anything we're saying," and he's like, "Right in front of I know of they're
0: like three <laughs> feet away from each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was really really funny. Oh no, there was I, I did love the sort of Charlie's Angels moment that they were all having, getting revenge. But yeah, it it was really the same for me. It was whenever like they had him on the ground, and he seemed like he was literally dead. First of all, here's how I know it's fake terry the terry that i know would not would have ran <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs>
1: like i'm not getting in trouble for y'all
0: like <laughs> no, yeah terry would have she- ran because of theo i feel like if it was just her and arabella it would have been something else but like Terry's like, I'm not getting involved with this white bitch like that. Like, I'm not murdering for her.
1: They hated Terry. Yes. They were not. <laughs> they were not going to commit a crime altogether, you know what I mean? That wasn't yeah. the team. But it is kind of a team, but...
0: Um, Man. And then, yeah. and then what was the second sequence was him going home with her, right?
1: Well, well yes, but it was like he so she you know she pretends to be you know spiked and they're in the toilet together and then she reveals herself to have been sober or whatever and then he kind of grabs her face and he's quite violent for, like violent with her and he's calling her all these names and then he sort of gradually goes from calling her all like calling her all these names to sort of insulting himself while looking at her and then i guess she you know feels sorry for him and then, like, takes... She's trying to understand him. it seems like. Like, they're having a conversation eventually. And, like, the police come for, for him. That's what Terry had planned. But she's taking him back to her apartment. They're sitting on her bed, and they're, like, discussing things. And then the police come to get him. Um, yeah. That was one of the... I honestly thought that was weirder than the act of the last sequence. Just because,
0: Yeah. You know her taking him home was strange and then obviously you know i mean obviously that sequence was part of that sort of redemption motivation sort of theme that we have seen throughout the show where it's like you know he's sort of i guess like touching on like quote unquote like why he does what he does which i mean like is there ever really an explanation for these heinous acts and you know do we owe anything to the people that do these types of things if it's from a source of trauma and sort of those questions being asked. And then like, you know, Arabella obviously feeling some sort of empathy for him for a brief moment. Mm -hmm. And I think, like you said, it was less believable, but it was also, it was just one of the more I don't know, to me, it almost... You
1: think of it as a fantasy, like somebody yeah. who's been traumatized. Like, and that's, you know, that's what all all of the scenarios were. Yeah,
0: well, and I think it was also, too, Arabella wanting a reason why. You know what I mean? She was searching for, like, why would this person do this to me? And you know what I mean? And him sitting there and explaining to her, like, oh, you know, like, it stems from this, like, childhood trauma or whatever, or this, like, this response... And, you know, I think that's what she wanted. Ultimately, she was, like, a oh, reason why. But then, like, obviously, you know, you're never going to get a a real reason why. You know what I mean? Like, you can attribute it to trauma from, like, the past. Sure. In the same way that Theo's story can be attributed to her being forced to lie about her dad. But, like, ultimately, we're still in control of our decisions in some ways. So it's, like, that complicated, like, bundling there.
1: yeah. I think it also speaks to the fact that like usually these kinds of stories like there's so much focus on the perpetrator like and the victim is like literally just sort of like I don't know like just under their tracks really yeah and so like like in the in the whole show basically like the perpetrator is just sort of like 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 a ghost you know what I mean like they're not a tangible person what happened like what happened to her is the thing. It's not the man. It's like a whole event that's happened. Yeah. And that's the character. Like there the assault is the perpetrator, not necessarily this man, which was great. And so then like I, I think that they It was almost like saying like here he is now like you can see him you can look at him you can see you can like hear the reasons after you've you know watched 11 other episodes do you want to hear this like do you still is this still what you wanted in the end like it kind of yeah it kind of tests the audience in that way and then you know for some like you know you're just thinking no I don't really want to know after all that I've you know after all that I've learned it's like I don't need to understand
0: this yeah you like does I mean? it matter does it truly matter
1: yeah which I felt like it was a commentary on her saying that like I'm not even if I did get the answers it wouldn't be satisfactory it would that would not be the thing that like frees me of this person like do you yeah. know what I mean yeah. so I don't know and so the third one is like oh man that one is that one is, you know, she kind of, they walk into the same bar, Ego Death, which I wish, I, I, I've been meaning to see if that's a real place, <laughs> I doubt it. I was, gonna, I was <laughs> gonna
0: ask you, I was like, is that a real bar?
1: Uh, it sounds like a place that would be in East London, I can't lie, <laughs> Ego Death. <laughs> um, probably not though, but from they, yeah, I it's like the middle of the Google day Google. in that fantasy. Um, did you find a
0: place? No, from what I can tell on Google, it's not real.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't think it would be real. They, I wouldn't go to that place. <laughs> <I'm>
0: not... <laughs> Definitely not. After that, um,
1: yeah, no, 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 no. Um, but the, the previous two fantasies, you know, like there's Theo in the first one. She's not in the second one. Her and Terry are both there for all of them. But the third one is very different. You know, the other ones, there's, you know, there's these kind of neon lights and costumes and all this stuff is going on and then the uh and there's loud music and there's distractions and it's kind of you know it's really unnerving and uncomfortable the third one is like the middle of the day there's like sun sort of streaming through this like sort of small nightclub and she just approaches him and i guess it's like they have some sort of consensual interaction with each other right
0: yeah okay. And then it ends with her, I guess you would say, topping him?
1: Yeah. Sort of,
0: I guess, for lack of a better word.
1: It was kind of sexy. If you remove the fact that he's meant to be, like the the rapist <laughs> <laughs> kind of sexy i don't know um but that kind of brought another question is like you see all these scenarios and you know what's really happening is she's sitting in her garden with ben who I actually thought ben was a red herring for a couple of episodes um but really i never like, got
0: that vibe <laughs>
1: well I was just thinking like what's he up to like he was kind of you know, <laughs> what's he doing
0: I thought he was um, just like the really sweet like roommate who's like not really in the picture but he's like just there you know
1: I just thought I was supposed to be like somewhat afraid of this white man you know what I mean like you know yeah. <laughs> <That> <laughs> no, he was actually a sweetheart, yeah but like um yeah like do I guess there's not it's probably meant to be ambiguous but like would you be satisfied to say that like that man who was in all the fantasies, who's kind of, you, you saw his face in some flashbacks, did he do it or does it just not matter if he did or not? Or like at the end of episode 11, whenever she's like, at the end of episode 11, she's like looking through the window. It, was that a real thing? Did she then actually remember what happens completely? Like it's unclear.
0: Yeah, I mean I got the impression that it was him. Especially yeah. because especially because we do get the flashback to her uh doing the shot with him during the eyes, 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 eyes moment. And that was obviously yeah. before she was spiked. So that's the only reason why I'm thinking like, oh, maybe like obviously like this person was really there. And um so yeah, I don't know. I got the impression that it was it was legit him. Mm. Um Yeah. I don't know. I think, and I think that was also important for her moving on because I think seeing him and then thinking of all these options of what she could do hypothetically um, Mm -hmm. was sort of like confirmation that like, you know, it was him and she has these, this choice to make of like, am I going to, how am I going to get revenge or, you know, should i do revenge and would that actually be meaningful and help me move on and and things like that Mm -hmm.
1: yeah oh man a moment it's quite a dark show i'm assuming that you really enjoyed it though
0: yeah i did i mean i i loved it you know and it (laughs) it made me miss drugs (laughs) in some of its episodes especially the 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 Italy episode not that I'm sober by any means I'm just not doing drugs right now because (laughs) (laughs) because the lack of a reason to do them but um no yeah I mean it was good I mean I think it was like really really it just it it had so much to say and it so deftly did it you know it's like you said, it's yeah. super ambitious. It's hard to pull off a story like this with that's so layered and that's so it was it yeah. was it was brilliant. Like it was just and honestly the fact I mean like fuck the Golden Globes anyway. The Golden Globes like really don't mean anything, but like the fact that it was snub <laughs> is such bullshit. But we've yeah. got the Emmys, 2021 Emmys, we better see some Michaela Cole nominations. We can spearhead the campaign. I I need this I need that in my life because she deserves Mm. it
1: absolutely and I don't want to have just harped on like all the quite complicated and dramatic moments because like there is still a lot of this show that is just a lot of fun
0: just like young
1: people like obviously having like living quite complicated existences but like having fun going out dancing like in like creating enjoying you know growing and trying and like that is really you know that's what makes the show bearable like it's not like there's some somber piano music the whole time you know what i mean like it's quite a youthful and like energetic you know piece of television
0: yeah and i mean i think that's like also too it's like really interesting because a lot of the stories that we do tell about assault and and things like that do take on these really really somber depressing tones and it's like survival is so much more complicated than that and oh, yeah re, like, life goes on the next day you know yeah and yeah, and you know these those lighthearted moments that you get throughout this i think it's like a year in the life of of arabella you know, are just as important, if not more important than those reflective, more meditative and serious moments. Because at the end of the day, it's like, there's no correct response to trauma. And, you know, it's like, I mean, with some of my own trauma, it's like, you know, like, especially in the immediate aftermath, like you find yourself like, I don't know, like laughing at something on Twitter or smiling or like enjoying yourself one day. And you're like, wait a second, like, why am I enjoying myself? But it's like, okay, You know what I mean? Like, you know, know, you're not you can't stay in that grief and that sadness forever. And, you know, I think that's what made the finale so great. It's like she had all these options and all these ideas of, you know, what she would do to her rapist if she found him. But ultimately, like inwardly, you know, she chooses to move on and she chooses for her, her own sake to forgive in some way um yeah. you know maybe not forgive him but I you know there's a lot of self-blame that comes with like assault and things like that and so forgiving herself for yes. you know feeling that way and so I don't know it was just it was just so fucking brilliant I'm so glad I finally like sat down and like watched it all you know yeah
1: no just her like practicing like extreme empathy which I think I'm gonna give it a try, but it's just so hard because so many people are so annoying.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but like just uh, yeah, it, it's it's a lot to chew on. So I think um, yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that there's something else you know just as good. I hope that she keeps getting all the money and all everything that she needs to keep creating, and I'll be here to watch the show. yeah absolutely
0: i'm so glad we talked about it um
1: yeah it's a hard it's kind of a hard one to get through because there's so much there like we'd have to do a dissect of every single episode but man that emotional
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe we should do that for it's a sin or something because it'll be releasing weekly here so we could do that like a a weekly thing i i think it's starting i want to say like the 19th or something
1: Yes, so if you're currently still listening, watch It's Ascend because we will be covering that soon, which is, um, that's another HBO Max show for you guys, right?
0: Yes, it is HBO Max. Yes, and, and It's
1: send is on Channel 4 in the UK.
0: Um, oh oh my god, did I tell you I'm going to maybe go see Nomadland in theaters today?
1: Stop, don't make have- me jealous
0: like this. <laughs> I have a ticket, I don't know Double if I'm going to go. What? Double
1: masks double mask apparently it's 90 percent effective which I don't really know about it but okay <laughs> let's do it
0: <laughs> yeah I'm sitting like away from everybody I got like a seat in the back row because it's like a special IMAX showing at like two o'clock and um yeah I think I think I'm gonna go I don't know I might like cancel at the last minute because I don't know leaving my no, house is like it, a chore
1: no go for it enjoy yourself
0: I know you I should, should
1: <laughs> yes. For <laughs> your blessings. Well, I suppose this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> uh, for now. <laughs> for now. For now. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks
0: so much. I'm Graham. I'm Paisley. This is Little Film. Bye.